Hi everyone and a very warm welcome to Tomorrow's Tech Today, bringing you the latest in technology talent, transformational change and of course tech as a force for good. I'm your host Professor Sally Eaves and today I'm delighted to be joined by Raj Bhagava, CEO of JumpCloud. It's a fascinating fireside here right into Raj's journey into founding JumpCloud, looking at identity management as the new really frontier of digital transformation and also exploring other aspects too, for example around ESG, skills development and the startup journey really is packed full of tangible takeaways here. So without further ado, a very warm welcome, Raj. Fantastic to be with you today as we set up in, in the intro to our session. So much to talk about. But first, let's start with you, kind of person behind the tech, if I may. Raj, tell us more about yourself. Sure. Well, it's great to be here. Nice to meet Absolutely. you. Thanks for taking time. Really Pleasure. appreciate it. Yeah. So um, look, I, I grew up in, in Michigan. I, I went to school in Boston studied electrical engineering, and then I found a passion and love for startups. And so I've done 10 startups since then. So we've had some exit really well, um, and then just learned a tremendous amount. And you know, it's, it's the fun of creating and building. That's what I love. I love it as well. You've reminded me, I was involved in the BC program um, in the Midlands in the UK as a kind of startup mentor and sponsor. And I love that too. So I think we should definitely get back to that. I know, know you've written about this subject extensively as well, and it's a shared passion. So definitely yeah. more on that. Sounds great. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. So yeah. from those beginnings, and particularly your passion from startups, tell us about founding JumpCloud. Sure. So I think JumpCloud is sort of a culmination of my journey as an entrepreneur. And I've been very fascinated with trying to build internet infrastructure. And brilliant. obviously, identity, devices, security is an incredibly important part. And, you know, I saw this opportunity about eight, nine, 10 years ago, where I felt that we were going to take these on-prem identity systems and we were going to shift them to the cloud. And that's the opportunity I saw. And and I think there's a a tremendous opportunity there for us. Definitely. And it's very, very noticeable in conversations I have, whether it's with startups or enterprise level, cloud digital transformation has been the focus for for a long period of time, massive acceleration with COVID, etc. too. But now, new frontier. You mentioned it, identity identity transformation. I think that is the new frontier of difference. Can we unpack that a little bit more about why this matters so much, and particularly from the device level up? Yeah, absolutely. So look, I think 10, 15 years ago, identity was not as important, or at least thought of as important as it is today. And look, we started cloud transformation. It's been a while yes, now, yes. right? 10, 15, 20 years, Indeed. right? And, and so that process has been underway. But yeah. what we've also found is that underpinning that cloud transformation is going to be identity transformation. So connecting people to the technology that they need, whether that's Absolutely. cloud infrastructure, whether that's web applications, whether that's their mobile devices anywhere, all of that is super important. Absolutely. And that's really what we think of as identity transformation, taking an identity which lived on-prem, yeah. Hold on, shifting it to being independent from the cloud, Absolutely. highly secure. That's Couldn't agree more. I think so much more awareness about this as well um, from consumer level, ecosystem partners, et cetera, showing due diligence that you're doing this right. I think, again, has never mattered more. So in terms of organizations you're working with and who's coming with you, even asking for support, for example, what are you seeing as the biggest challenges in doing identity right? What are the biggest areas? I mean, certainly personally, complexity comes up quite a lot for me, yeah. but also areas, for example, about lack of integration, lack of visibility, yeah. exactly what you've got. Also duplication, you know, things like tool spool, cloud spool, that type of thing. Yeah, absolutely. So let's, let's step back for just a second. Perfect. Right. So what is the most important thing that an IT organization does for their their company, their organization? I think it's they connect them to technology. Right. So how do you connect people these days to technology? In the old days, you know, you handed somebody a machine and everything was on there. There was there wasn't this network. 
But today, everything's in the cloud, right? Indeed. And and everything has uh, an access control system, if you will. So their identity is deeply involved. So when I think about that question, it's really going back to the basics yes, of saying, absolutely. you know, what is IT there to do? It's mm -hmm. to make people productive with technology, exactly. right? And that's what we're trying to enable and accomplish. Definitely. And then, of course, that has all kinds of downstream implications yes. with, you know, integrations, yes. as you talked mm -hmm. about, you know, trying to simplify it, not making Definitely. it as complex, highly secure. Yep. All of those things come into play. Absolutely. And, and friction free, I think, as well, Absolutely. is the other element, isn't it? Yeah. It's similar the conversations we have around security in areas like that. We want to do these things right. We want to bring in the right um, controls and safeguards, but it needs to be in a friction free experience as well. It can't be too difficult Absolutely. because we people it, then move away from it, don't they? Yeah, we, we call it. it secure frictionless access. Perfect. That exactly. Is, that, yeah. Ultimately, that's the outcome, yes. what I think of an IT organization is trying to accomplish. They, they want their people to be productive, Definitely. right? And people want to be productive. They want to, be able to get everything done. So how do you make that experience frictionless, but then how do you make it secure too, Indeed. right? And Indeed. that's the challenge that people have today. Absolutely, and I think also with the, the COVID experience, expectations have changed, and that's leading to behavior change as well, and including employee level. Because again, you, you used to kind of friction free in your pocket, what you can do with your phone, what you can do with work from anywhere, et cetera, even just in the entertainment sphere and education and what you can do. People expect that kind of same access tools seamlessness in their work roles as well and it gives them that agency and some research i was involved with was saying people are walking away you know from from organizations it's actually a, a churn um situation they don't feel that they're supported from the tools and it's actually adding burden rather than taking it away it's a big, why, it's a big issue absolutely yeah. why would you go work somewhere where exactly. they make it hard Definitely. for you to do your job right so Precisely. so look I, I think you know when we think about the impact that an it organization is having these days I think absolutely they're a part of the revenue generating indeed, function. Indeed. They're a part of teams being better, more more successful, um, and they're absolutely involved in security. Right? Perfect. That's pretty powerful. I mean, when when we used to, you know, when I started in, in the industry, yes. it was much more IT was a cost center. Yes, it's so not true. a cost center so anymore. True. It is an enabler yep. to an organization being successful. Definitely, definitely. And shared value, I think, is the word Absolutely. that we're looking at sure. here as well. And I totally agree. A, the alignment between IT and business, the need for that has never been stronger. But I think we're making real avenues forward in terms of doing that now, rather than the silo sort of situation that we've had in the yes. past. And even the language that we're talking about technology about has changed. And I think, again, the broadened awareness of the role of technology and how much you can influence daily life yeah. has really helped that. Because I think literacy around these I mean, areas for, for everyone, you know, it's absolutely. affected our family lives massively, hasn't it? So, yeah. So, I yeah, mean, we look at different. even our personal lives, right? Exactly. I mean, you know, iPhone's not that old, yeah. right? Like, do you think about, you know, 15, 20 years yes, ago, what true. our lives are like in these days? And, and it's amazing how much we can get done on our phones. And that's true in our work lives, too. We can absolutely. do so much. We can do it from the beach. We can do it from, yes. you know, being at home. We can do it from the office. We can do it on the road, uh, from a plane. You know, we can be productive really anywhere. And can you be productive and secure? That's exactly. really powerful, exactly. right? Yes. And that's where a great IT organization is going to figure that out for their team. Definitely. And that team is then going to be way more productive and successful. Exactly. It's about that facilitation, empowerment, enablement that you were talking about, making it easier to do the right things in your role and things like that, rather than these barriers that are in the way. So I think that's absolutely important. And what you said there about how this is supportive flexibility, 
I think we, we both do a lot of work around inclusion and kind of breaking down those barriers to access. We've certainly asked the possible. So if we can do that, but with that right experience, that frictionless and security by design, I think it's that baked in aspect that's so important. It's not about retrofitting things. It's, it's taking away these barriers and making sure we're building it from, from conceptualization, I think, which is absolutely key. And on that note, I don't know how much you can say about this. It's kind of like sneak peek territory, really. But in terms of your kind of platform roadmap, and I know you're, you're making some announcements coming up, but are you able to give a sneak peek about some advances you're making with Jump Cloud again, again drilling into these challenges and opportunities for customers and how you're supporting them. I'd love to kind of drill yeah, into that yeah. if we can. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, I think, you know, if we talk about themes, yes. right? Like the, the themes that we have are absolutely, you know, we call it to make work happen for absolutely. organizations, right? So how can we provide secure frictionless access to that organization? So the areas that we're very interested in are absolutely with identity and connecting that yes. seamlessly all across you know, whatever an ecosystem Definitely. looks like in an organization. So we have spent a lot of time making those integrations so that there's tremendous automation so that Excellent. when an organization has a new person on board, there's really no work for them to do. And right. it automatically gives them access to everything that they need. That's a Fantastic. huge innovation. Um, when you think about in the, in the past where it would take so long to onboard oh my gosh. Yes. or offboard yeah, a indeed. person, right? So that's a, that's a pretty big advancement, we think, where it's just automated, right? Exactly. And so exactly. another piece is I'd say, um, to give you two sneak peeks. Yeah, go for so it. That's, that's one of them. And then, and then the second one is probably the depth of, of device management. Yes. So we think of devices as your gateway to accessing yes. everything. Everybody's going to access through some, everything is, they're going to access something through a device, right? Whether that's your mobile phone, whether yes. that's your laptop, uh, desktop at home, people Indeed. still have those. Mm -hmm. um, so how can we make that safe and secure, Indeed. easy, frictionless. So we're innovating a lot there. Absolutely. I think that's such a good point because we talk about like endpoints not being yours anymore, you know, that type of thing in terms of cybersecurity. But as we're becoming more and more decentralized in terms of our working, our learning, our hybrid models of work and life, really, in many different ways, we're building more and more of those devices into the pipeline, aren't we, if you see what yeah. I mean? And often it's that weakest link. I've seen so many things where it's been like a printer, for example, if it's at home or even in the office, that's the one route in. So whether we're talking about identity or more from security and privacy point of view as well, this kind of ripple effect of different devices being you know, linked together, if that integration isn't right, they'll find that weakest link. And yeah. particularly with more bad actor collaboration and things like IT and OT convergence as well, everything is coming together. So getting the integration right, my God, it's the yeah, foundation, isn't absolutely. it? Absolutely. It really is. We, we work across all kinds of different devices, yes. all kinds of different systems. How are those integrated to make sure that that experience is frictionless, but it's also secure, right? That's, that's absolutely critical. I love that. And, and on that subject as well, so I, I get involved in quite a few research studies and kind of looking at you know, how expectations have changed, how that's impacted behaviours, but also the kind of the challenge opportunity, kind of that juxtaposition between the two. And I really love to hear a bit more about the recent research you've been involved in. I think particularly look at the SME market, again, so, so important at the moment. Yep. I, I think the focus there is really critical. But have you, are you able to give any kind of early insights from that in terms of what's kind of like the gold, silver or bronze, should we say, in terms of what's keeping CIOs up at night in terms of this particular area? And then we can pivot to that about how you're addressing those particular challenges, if we're able to, because I know yeah, there's early days absolutely. in the field yeah, research. No, no, I know we, what that's we, like. We actually, we actually have done a lot of research over the years. Yes, of course. Uh, into the SME space, small medium okay. enterprise space. We think of that sort of, you know, let's say five to 10,000 yes. employees okay. and less. And those organizations, what we're hearing from them right now is absolutely IT consolidation really matters. There's too many systems, yes. right? And there's too much 
let's call it IT sprawl. Yes, so indeed. that's hard to manage. It's hard to secure. It's hard for their employees to Absolutely. understand wh what systems they use for what type of activities. Indeed. So the more that we can make it easier, consolidate, Absolutely. Uh, it's going to make an impact on productivity. It's going to make an impact on security. It's going to make an impact on people's you know, ability to get Absolutely. things done. Definitely. So. No, I totally agree with that. And also on things like well-being. And you know, reducing burnout in That's IT right. op teams as well. Again, I see that as one of the biggest reasons for you know, proximity to churn and, and move away from, from a company, but also missing things. Because again, if you've got that burnout and you've got so much noise, for example, and you've got duplication, you can miss that nugget of information that would have made all the difference and would have preempted and been you know, proactive to, a, to, a, to an issue rather than trying to do things retrospectively. So I think it also supports on that human potential as well and totally. enables you to do your yeah. best, doesn't it? It's that yeah. complementary strengths coming together. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's hard to be an IT. Absolutely. It's not yep. easy to Indeed. do what they do. There's a tremendous amount of pressure. First of all, they're onboarding yes. and offboarding a tremendous number of Indeed. people, right? We're worried about security. Um, and the, you're worried about those people being successful, yes, right? You're the you're sort of the catalyst yes, definitely, for them definitely. to be successful. Yeah. That's a lot of pressure. It certainly and, well, is. By the way, there's not that many IT folks in the world. There's a, yeah. there's a lot more that are needed. Definitely. So if you can help people through a consolidated platform, consolidated set of tools, exactly. make it easier, they're more integrated, it's more effective, Indeed. you know, that makes a big difference on, on how you know, the well-being, as you said, of, of Definitely. an Definitely. It's that enablement layer to, yeah. to give you that facilitation to, to do your best, isn't it? It really is. And you're absolutely right. I think you combine IT with, say, middle management level. It's kind of like knowledge broker in many ways. There's so much agency to make a difference. It's And kind of that onboarding role between kind of C-suite level or, or, or VPs and directors, et cetera, but also onboarding new talent in. You're kind of moving with everybody, aren't you? You're right at the hub of the world of so much impact that sometimes can be the most squeezed. So support for that level, I think, in particular, is very, very needed. And that brings me on to another kind of passion area, actually, again, which is skills and education. Yeah. What are you seeing with the implications of all we've talked about so far in terms of identity, um, but also just the evolving change of the market at the moment? There's big skills changes. I think a lot of people are kind of thinking, well, what should I be investing skills in and how should I support my team better? Yeah. From any of those perspectives, you know, as a leader like yourself or you know, reaching out to people maybe looking at this sector as a space to work in, but what would your advice be there? What are you seeing as the biggest skill change and maybe the skill opportunity? Yeah, I, well, first of all, the IT space is a yes. massive opportunity. So, right? so, so, so any, true. any yes. individual looking to say, what, what career do I want? Exactly. Absolutely, the IT area yeah. is one that is so dynamic, changing. Exactly. There's a lot to learn, learn there and grow. Definitely. So, and, definitely. I, and I think I'll, I'll pick maybe one or two really yeah, interesting ones, right? Obviously, security. Yep. Hugely important. Not getting any easier mm -hmm. um, anytime soon. <laughs> it's, it's more complex, more more dynamic than it's Indeed. ever been so if you're if you're looking at a field where do you want to grow where do you want to learn and you're an it professional yes. i'd absolutely say go Perfect. go deep Perfect. on security right that yes. is important absolutely. i'd say another place to go deep is like you said identity mm -hmm. and devices and zero trust yes. this whole concept of how networks are going to get built how people are going to interact absolutely. you know we we've, we've said this a lot we think the atomic unit Yep. inside of an IT organization is that access Indeed. to something, Indeed. right? That is the, sort of the basic function. And if you can really study that, understand how do I make that safe, easy, secure, all of those things, that's not an easy thing to do when you think about all the different types of technology, all the different types of platforms, all the different locations Absolutely. that we're coming from, all the different protocols. And like, 
That's a pretty big so opportunity. Look, That's is, a great absolutely. area for somebody yeah. who's really passionate about learning and growing, building their career. Exactly. I'd say go go spend a lot of time there. There's, there's no shortage of opportunity there. Exactly, exactly. I love that. I think the dynamism is a great, great point. Absolutely. Um, and also, I, I've got a phrase in my head, rise as a generalist, um, in terms of kind of my sort of skills advice on that subject is, is have that specialism area, whether that is AI or data science, whatever it might, might be, but have that, that breadth and depth of different skills as well. I, I always like, I love, I love art, like this beautiful artwork behind us. I've got, to, I've got to pull that out for a second, but I love that. I like to imagine like a canvas with all these different skills on yeah. there. And if the one thing that's constant is change, but the speed, the scope, the sophistication of change is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger, how do you help people get more skills confident? So for me, it's not just about kind of broadening outreach to skills opportunities. And we've seen great improvements there about you know, costs coming down and more collaboration in this space as well, but also giving people the confidence to actually apply those skills as well. Yeah. I think that might be another kind of missing link if, if, if you see what I mean. Things like metacognition, so helping you to, to learn what skills kind of approach works best for you, what your learning style is, and help to apply that. So kind of personalized training in organizations, I think, can really support that and take you to the next level. And I think one of the things that sort of is underrated mm -hmm. is a person's desire to learn yes, and grow. Absolutely. Right? So Curiosity like, too. Absolutely. Like, I think if, if that's one of the most important yes. things somebody can do is yes. just sort of build that muscle inside definitely, of them that definitely. they want to learn, they want to grow, then all the specifics yes. will happen, right? Like, so, yeah. you know, obviously AI is the sort of hot topic Indeed. du jour, right? Um, so, you know, that is a great opportunity for people to learn, a great exactly. opportunity for, for people to grow, to find new, new ways of doing Indeed. things. Indeed. I don't think it's a threat in no, a lot absolutely. of ways. I think it's an yeah. opportunity, at least in IT. Exactly, exactly. You know, there's so much complexity, so many issues. Why not use it to your advantage? Exactly, right? So, yeah. So I think anybody who's sort of inclined and passionate to learn and grow, yep. they're going to be massively successful. Exactly. And, and all these teams need so many different skills as well. You know, things I always keep saying when we're mentoring and things, it's not just about coding. And in fact, with the rise of low code and yep. no code, actually, you can have more specialist coding. So some, some roles there, you know, will, will be evolving anyway, but you need that depth and breadth. And don't be afraid to think you've got a skill that won't be useful because my goodness, you will. And how many people come into tech from non-linear past? I always say that as well. It's, yes, it's, it's, it's really, really yeah. interesting. And those experiences can be just the missing link that team was needing. You know, so I think that that's really, really important. And we mentioned there about two things, hot topics, but also potential gaps and, and insights. And it's, it's triggered something else in my head. So yeah. another thing, um, again, I do a lot of work in this area, and I, I know you're really passionate about it too. Um, another area of the SDG is more around sustainability. So the ESG area in particular, a very big hot topic, but be one where, again, tech and data can make such a difference. So moving beyond just being transparent around like, you know, aspirations in this area, but really drilling into that data, being accountable and using that to, to make you know, uh, uh, active decision making and make a change, particularly in the cloud space. So what are you seeing there from, from your customers in terms of doing more around ESG impact? Because I've seen some of your community work. I love it. And I just would yeah. love to hear what you're hearing yeah, in that look, space I think, and how, how you're reacting to that. And look, COVID's been an interesting Absolutely. opportunity for people thinking about definitely, ESG, right? Definitely. So, you know, there's obviously this huge thing going yes. on these days around, you know, hybrid work. Indeed. Go back Indeed. to the office. And so one of the things that we've been super passionate about is give people an option, right? Yep. You know, if we can take people off the roads, Indeed. saving Indeed. time, saving money, saving a lot of pollution. Exactly. That's really important. So being able to find ways to enable people to work from wherever they want to work using the tools that they think exactly. are the best tools exactly. for them, that's a big piece of, I think, one of the Indeed. things we can enable 
uh, in a very small way for the community. Fantastic. But they all fit together, don't they? It's all these little, um, little steps across that path, if you see what I mean. So that really does make a contribute to that, to that outcome. So I love that. And I was thinking about your, um, your spend ebook as well, the, the resource that you've put together as well. I wonder if we could drill into that, because again, looking at that can help you like, improve measurement, which I think is really important, not just for ESG, but just generally. And, and looking at what's happening at the world at the moment, kind of the, the need, the kind of the carrion call, if you like, to do more with what you have or do more with less. Yeah. And I think ESG is a great example of an opportunity there, because again, optimize your consumption. You get a shared value impact of that for society, Absolutely. but also for the bottom line as well. So I'd love if we could drill in some insights from that ebook too, because I know it touches on areas like waste and sustainability, but other areas about Yeah, too. absolutely. So one of the things that's really important for us is we think of the IT tool consolidation. Yes, you have yes. so many different tools, Indeed. so many different things that you're yeah. using. If you can consolidate those down, you're going to save a tremendous amount exactly, of money. Exactly. It's going to be easier for people to learn, easier for people to manage. It's going to be safer. You know, that whole process makes, yep. a, makes a big difference. I think ultimately, these days, people are concerned about exactly. the costs that they're expending to be able to generate Definitely. the revenue they're generating. So they are being more disciplined on spend. They are being more disciplined on, you know, thinking about what is that next project Absolutely. that they want to take on. And what we see with our customers is they have so many different yes. tools and so many different Indeed. disparate things that they're yeah. trying to deal with that just add tremendous time cost, exactly. energy. Exactly. And so the more that they can consolidate that down, that makes a big difference. Fantastic. I couldn't agree more with that. And perhaps we could like go from where we are now to where we might go ahead in, in terms of things. So I wonder if we could just spend a few moments just thinking about what do you see as like the next frontier? So from identity specifically, and I don't know how much you can hint at that from, 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 from Jump Cloud's perspective, but where do you think the next big innovation jump will be about how we can go next level in terms of support? or more broadly, kind of things that you're thinking that are going to influence this, this aspect in particular. So you know, I mentioned there earlier about ITOT convergence as one example, because yeah. again, I think the implications of that are around security, identity, and privacy even more so, because again, increased opportunities, but also increased risk in many areas too. So just, just as one example of that, let alone what we're seeing obviously with Hot Topic about AI at the moment too. So I wondered how you see these things intersecting yep. and what's kind of floating your boat at the moment about where you might want to head next. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So look, I think, when we focused on identity, one of the things that we thought about was this is sort of an evergreen opportunity. Yes, definitely. So if you think back way, way long time ago, how did people do business? Well, they, do, they did business because they knew the person they were Absolutely. doing business yes, with, right? Indeed. So take that and move that concept yes. forward. Many, maybe even hundreds of years, Absolutely. you know, decades, whatever you want to call it. Well, you want to make sure that that person you're working Absolutely. with is the right person, right? Definitely. And now it's, there's you know, a tool involved or a piece of technology involved. So how does that piece of technology exactly. make sure that this is the right person that should be accessing? I think there's a tremendous long-term opportunity Absolutely. as the whole landscape changes. You think about like, we're going to have all these AI bots out exactly. there. How do yep. we know that those AI bots are connected to the right. individual that they're supposed to be connected exactly. to? And they're not exactly. doing things that are nefarious. There's a massive opportunity in identity long term here that I think is going to be an evergreen opportunity. So I'm not looking outside of, yeah. you know, that to say, you know, what are all these other opportunities? Mm -hmm. I think there's so much work to be done here. Perfect. And that's just one little example yeah, exactly. of, you know, how do you think about like 10, 15 years from now, the identity opportunity? Definitely. I think it's big.
yeah, I, I couldn't agree more as a trajectory. And that, that's why I kind of wanted to drill into that, really, because I think this is here to stay and only and kind of and then some. Do you, do you see what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. I mean, just right. this morning, literally just traveling in here, I was, I was involved in an interview and uh, it was a gentleman quite senior at a particular organization was saying, you know, they're looking at eyeball biometrics because yep. they're so concerned about how can you show who you are? Is it really you? And the AI bot it was the example used in that. So this identity threshold and had given people that trust and confidence in that, oh my goodness, we're only going to get bigger and bigger as the sophistication of AI increases. And the implications so, so, yeah. are huge, yeah, definitely. right? So I mean, we already know them, right? Yeah. So, I mean, if you're able to masquerade as somebody else, mm. you have access to whatever they have Absolutely. access to. And if it's that right person who has access to, you know, incredibly sensitive data or, you know, financial accounts or whatever it may Absolutely. be, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you've got Absolutely. a massive amount of risk. So, and definitely. I think that that's only you know, going up in terms of complexity. Absolutely. And Alongside awareness of that risk as well. So you've yeah. got a kind of double whammy effect. Well, there, now we you? all Definitely. know. Yeah, Every absolutely. consumer knows yep. about yep. The, the risk of identity theft. And, exactly. You know, I think they're probably more conscientious of their, mm-hmm. what they have. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, their credit cards, their bank accounts, their phone, you mm-hmm. know, two-factor. All exactly. these things are probably exactly. more part of our lexicon yeah. than they were you know, 10, 10 definitely. years ago. Even two years ago, probably, yeah, probably. as well. Yeah. Definitely with that speed of change. And thinking about that and kind of kind of segueing to some final thoughts maybe on this area. And it's difficult because we, we could talk about this for it. I mean, yes, so many areas yeah, yeah. to go into, isn't there? But perhaps we could bring this more to, um, we've talked about skills a little bit, but I'd love to drill a little bit more about supporting people. So we've talked a lot about the technology and we've obviously gone into to people factors as well. But let, let's narrow down on that a little bit more because I've loved what I've seen and learned about in terms of what you do at Jump Cloud in terms of supporting community. The education outreach in particular, love that. And we both do a lot in terms of running non-for-profits and startups and stuff. So perhaps we could just spend a little bit of time on that because I mentioned before I have a non-for-profit series that's very much about visibility of role models because I think that matters so much. So we interview people kind of from age seven to 97, that kind yeah. of kind of thing, literally kind of the most of backgrounds you could have so it's all about diversity equity inclusion and belonging and, and kind of kind of sharing a nugget of of experience that might give someone the confidence to say do you know what i could go for that you know i can do that and there's someone that relates and feels and looks a bit like me or has had an experience to me and just to kind of build that confidence up so perhaps we could share between us some kind of nuggets of advice or yeah. some top tips or things to look forward to around well maybe tech. i'll just take one angle of it, yeah, right? go for and, it, yeah. and one angle may be just you know we're a global business definitely right so you know, we have about half of our revenue comes outside of the U.S. We're a U.S.-based company, if you will. But now we're, we're worldwide. Absolutely. Well, one of the things that we've done is we've also shifted our, our employee base to be worldwide, too. We want to be in the communities that we're servicing. Superb. So Superb. there are massive opportunities in, you know, all kinds of different parts of the world that we're enabling. And so, you know, when we talk about all of those DEI yes. aspects, right, I think one of the ones that's lost is, Worldwide, global, right? Very true. Like, let's very, enable. Very true. Let's let's be closer to our customers. Yeah. Let's work with them in their language, in their culture, exactly. in their in their homeland, if yes. you will, uh, and see how we can help them. So Love I that. think that's pretty exciting for me. Definitely. And yeah. I've been traveling all around the world, meeting with our team, meeting with partners, meeting with customers, and it's wonderful to experience all exactly. these different cultures and and locations. So Definitely. I think that's a that's a missed maybe part right. of of what we talk about when we talk about DEI. Definitely. I love that. It's kind of meeting meeting you where you are, isn't it? Absolutely. We talk about that in tech in terms of certain channels and things, but actually sure. in terms of inclusion, it's it's incredibly important. Because again, you, and you can't assume that you think something might work really well in a particular context, but unless you're there and you're having those conversations with the people it directly affects, 
you can't make those assumptions. It could be and, misplaced and in a very you, good way, but it could be misplaced. And yeah. now you understand what's important to them. Exactly. Right? exactly. And, and that what's important to them might be a little bit different than what's important to a, diff a different definitely, location. Definitely. And so understanding that, helping them, helping them exactly. supporting them is really important. So 100%. I'm super excited about Wonderful. our work in Excellent. you know being a global company. That's fantastic. And then kind of drilling into that a little bit more, um, I'm going to do a skills question, if I, if I may. Sure. If you had to pick, say, one skill that you thought was either maybe underexplored or you wish you'd be looking at that more, whichever way you'd like to take it, what would it be and why? And I'll, I'll put a vote in for curiosity on that one. Uh, absolutely. You know, and, and so I'll, learn, go, I'll you know? go just maybe a little adjacent to yeah, curiosity, definitely. which is what we talked about before, yes. which is having that desire to learn and grow. Yep. So, you know, I think, I think people talk about that a lot Yes, um, and it comes up. I'm not sure how much we really emphasize that. True. And going back to your question a little bit about, you know, giving people opportunities, yes. right? A person who is really leaning in yep. and wants to learn and grow, you know, that's a pretty amazing person Absolutely. to have on your team, Absolutely. right? And, and if you've got a lot of young folks coming yeah. up in the industry who are interested in learning and growing, Absolutely. put them on, on your team, yeah, right? Definitely. And, and they'll definitely. probably make a pretty big impact. That's so, perfect. Yeah, I think to me, that's one of the ones that I might spend a little bit more time on. Yes. Um, and I know at Jump Cloud, we do spend a lot of time on, on that. That's lovely. And I heard a lovely example of that as well, which was kind of like intergenerational learning. So you're bringing in like a, a, a member of the team. I think they were looking at her retiring relatively soon. But instead of that, kind of staying on for an extra two years, it was almost like reverse mentoring and sure. coming together. I think things like that are incredibly powerful as well because using all that experience and bringing together, I just think intergenerational is fantastic. I think yeah. that in so many ways it works really, really well. Really I mean, well. just any team that's yeah. going to be really successful is going to have yep. – a mix, Absolutely. right? And it's yes. going to have diversity, Definitely. diversity of maybe generations, as yeah. you called it, diversity of, of experience, yep. diversity of thought, hopefully diversity of backgrounds, yes. um, cultures, Indeed. all those things, Indeed. right? If you can pull that together. I mean, that's yes. why, you know, for us, we believe having a global company really matters. Definitely. If we were servicing all of our customers mm. only being a U.S.-based company, yeah. we would have a, a very narrow mindset. Absolutely. And I think by being in all these different countries mm. that we're in, and working with people from all kinds of different backgrounds and cultures, Brilliant. I think that makes our company better. I Definitely. think it makes our product better. Absolutely. I think it makes our team better. Makes eminent sense. I think, I think that being where you are um, really, really matters. But not just that proximity as well. It's that openness to learn, to be actively Absolutely. listening. Yeah. And again, when you've got that global presence, you do have different country contexts. You do have the differences. And again, that innovation, that can spur innovation, can't it? When yeah. you see differences, you can, oh, Absolutely. apply this here. Yep. Again, it gets that diversity of thought going, which I think is yep. massively important well, as well. Well, one of the values at JumpCloud is 1% better every day. Yes. So yes. I love that. That's, that's, a, really, that's really good. A, that's, yeah. I mean, that speaks to exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Continuous learning, continuous Definitely. growth. And how do we continue to just improve and improve? Absolutely. So. I love that. It brings me to a final analogy around this alongside the tech point of view. I love what you said, that 1% every day, because again, I think that helps people when there's so much change going on. And sometimes, I mean, you put on the news, don't you? And you think, my gosh, sometimes you want to just turn it off because it just seems so overwhelming. If you can break it down and make it more um, you know, incremental, step-by-step, step, those milestones, things become far more manageable there. And you see that improvement. Yeah. You get more buy-in and it builds and builds and builds. And, and as I like to call it, it's like a contagion of positive change, which is the tagline to uh, Tech for Good book that I've got coming out soon for charity. And it gives me my final segue. So can we talk about your book as well? Sure, of course. So let, let's do that as a, as a final one. And you kindly gave me a copy of this earlier as well. So I'm going to bring this out yep. because it is very valid to our conversation. So 
startup playbook. So yeah. for the camera there as yeah. well. And I've, I've already read this as part of thank some you. mentoring yeah. work and you've very kindly signed it. So thank you. I really, really do appreciate that. That, that means a lot to me. But if you were going to describe this in a, you know, in a few sentences, um, a, why you did it, but yeah. B, how you're using it, and, or, or a story of someone who may have read this and had an impact. Because again, the 365 series, frankly, with a podcast, a lot of this storytelling, yeah. it's great when you can see that impact. And it might just help someone think, yeah, do you know what? I'm going to go for that. Or I'm going to go that apply for that accelerator program. Because again, I think when you see visibility of that, it just gives you that confidence to go for it. Yeah, absolutely. So we wrote the book very simplistically. We, we had so many people, yes. my co-founder, uh, co-author and I, Will Herman, who's actually a, a board member at Jump Cloud too. Oh, he, uh, he and I decided to, to write this book because we get so many people coming to us and yes, asking us questions. Course, and so what we said is, well, all these questions that we get, get asked, why don't we put them into a book? Yes. And then if they can read that book, then we can have the next level of conversation. Love it. Love so, it. so the idea was to that aspiring entrepreneur, yes. go read this and you'll get a taste of what it's yeah. like, or even somebody that's looking to join a startup, exactly. it might give them a sense of what exactly. it's really like. And then have the next part of the conversation, because yeah. this is just a primer, yes, right? It's, absolutely. it's the foundation, it's the foundation yeah. right? And, but there's so much more conversation yeah. to be had. And unfortunately, if you spend so much time on the foundation, you never get to that higher true. order conversation. Very, very and so hopefully this book will help people get to that higher order conversation much quicker. I love that. And I also think, particularly over the last few years, when you know, there's been a period of time where people haven't been able to go to an accelerator in person, and we've had um, you know, more remote development, remote onboarding, et cetera, I think some of the experiences you share there as well are really helpful in terms of closing that particular gap as well. So whether you're someone looking to join a startup or start one, or someone like mentoring, giving advice, I think there's a lot of nuggets in there that help close that gap too and help yeah. make it really real and, and visible and share those, those stories. So I think it's such a great space. And hopefully Brilliant. it gives people just a little bit of insight yeah. into what's going on definitely, in a definitely. founder's mind. Exactly. And, you know, how are they thinking about the problems that they're facing? 100%. And so whether you're a mentor, mm. whether you're an investor, yes. whether you're joining a, a startup or thinking about joining a startup, or if you're an entrepreneur. Like hopefully it just gives you a window into what it's Absolutely. like. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it really does set the scene, gives some nice flavor. And, and again, I think it just helps you to think of things you may not have thought of before they ever happen. And that's the biggest learning you can have when people share you know, mistakes and things. It's not a mistake. It's a learning lesson, isn't it? And when you Absolutely. openly share things like that, some lovely stories there, I think that people can think, well, actually now I know about that. I won't do that now or ask for help here, yeah. et cetera, as well. So some lovely stories like that. In well, there, our hope was brilliant that folks won't make the mistakes exactly, we made, exactly, they'll make new mistakes, exactly. right? And then hopefully we'll talk about those. Yeah, yeah, and we'll share definitely. those and we yeah. won't then make those, right? Exactly. And, and that's sort of the community aspect of, of entrepreneurship. And really entrepreneurship is. is absolutely a community, just like the IT mm. world is, is a very tight community. It is. So, and the more people can interact and learn mm. together, then it sort of raises the bar for everybody. Absolutely. And, and I, I know I said this just now, but this will, will be my final point. But you mentioned community yeah. there. But my gosh, isn't that the other biggest thing that's happened in terms of kind of changes, like the rise of the ecosystem? You know, we've seen better collaboration, more co-creation. I think COVID has, has, a, has a really positive impact there. It's, it kind of catalyzed that, you know, things like yeah. the HBC Consortium for Healthcare. The organizations maybe traditionally would have competed, they've come together for that common aim. And I think we can apply that kind of mindset to, to other challenges too. But you mentioned there about community and startups. Again, maybe ecosystem and enterprise. How are you kind of working in that environment too? And the news with Google recently as well, great example of the power of yeah. partnership. Maybe that could be our final thing, the power of coming together. Because again, with identity and security, 
that is one of the biggest things we can do as well in terms of kind of beating the bad actors, so to speak. So yeah, yeah. power of the ecosystem. To yeah, build. absolutely. Google, the Google partnership yep. we have, which is a very significant partnership Definitely. for both of us, is is a great example of, you know, both of us want to give those organizations absolutely. the power of choice. Indeed. Use the technology that's best for you. Google has an amazing cloud absolutely. productivity and collaboration platform. Jump Cloud has an amazing identity and device management platform. How can those things come together to enable organizations to have better choice, Absolutely. better security, be able to work in all mm -hmm. kinds of different ways. And so that's a really powerful combination. Definitely. But ultimately, look, the community is really strong in IT world. They talk, yes. they're communicating, they're sharing best practices, Brilliant. they're sharing what's working, not working, how can they adjust, adapt, all that, which is great for everybody. Absolutely. Go further, faster by coming Absolutely. together, isn't it? It really yeah. is a tourism, that one, definitely. Well, Rod, I know we have to wrap this up, but I think we're going to have to come back for more. I think that's what Sounds we're going to have to do. Yeah. This has been a brilliant deep dive. I really, really appreciate it. So thank you so much thank you. for yeah. taking time. Absolutely. And, and beyond your amazing role at Jump Cloud and all the work you're doing there, thanks also for the work you do beyond that too as part Absolutely. of the community. Absolutely. Thank you. It's, yeah, yeah, I appreciate it's, it's it. Awesome. So thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. Thank you all for joining us too. More coming for us from tomorrow's tip today very soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Tomorrow's Tech Today. If you enjoy what we're doing, please subscribe to us and leave a review. It really means a lot. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram and see more behind the scenes video footage on YouTube. Thanks for listening.